0: Everyone. The theme I want to talk about tonight is connectedness and how um, a sense of community brings a sense of connectedness. Um, but what I'd like to do is start with um, just reading um, a brief um, Buddhist story, which I'm sure many of you probably would be um, familiar with, which is the parable of the mustard seed. I'm familiar with that one? But I want to look at it in a somewhat different way from which it's usually looked at. But anyway, the story is um, about a a woman called Kisa Gotami, who was a woman who lived at the time of the Buddha. And Kisa's only child, a very young son, had died. Unwilling to accept his death, she carried him from neighbour to neighbour and begged for someone to give her medicine to bring him back to life. One of her neighbours told her to go to the Buddha located nearby and ask him if he had a way to bring her son back to life. Bringing the body of her son with her, Kisa found Buddha and pleaded with him to help bring her son back to life. He instructed her to go back to her village and gather mustard seeds from the households of those who have never been touched by death. From those mustard seeds, he promised he would create a medicine to bring her son back to life. Relieved, she went back to her village and began asking her neighbours for mustard seeds. All of her neighbours were willing to give her mustard seeds, but they all told her that their households had been touched by death. They told her the living are few, but the dead are many. As the day became evening and then night, she was still without any of the mustard seeds that she'd been instructed to collect. She realised then the universality of death. According to the Buddhist verse, her story comes from, she said, "'It's not just the truth for one village or town, nor is it a truth for a single family, but for every world settled by gods and people. This indeed is what is true.' impermanence and with this new understanding her grief was calmed. She buried her son in the forest and then returned to Buddha. She said to Buddha that she could not obtain any of the mustard seeds he had instructed her to collect because she could not find even one house untouched by death. Now sometimes the way um, I have heard this story um, interpreted or, or given as a buddhist parable um, is in a way which sometimes seems to me a bit cold um, it's almost like your son died get over it <laughs> life is impermanent mm-hmm. and so unfortunately sometimes that's the way it can come across which i think is a um sad misunderstanding of it um, but what is there in the story is the woman realised the universality of suffering. You could say she realized impermanence, that's part of it. But the other part of it is, is that she realizes the universality of suffering. It's not just me who's lost a child, but pretty much everyone's lost a loved one, and many people have lost children. And so the sadness is shared with everyone too. Mm-hmm. And if you look into the story and you see what happened, uh, she actually goes round from household to household in her village. How many households? 50? 40? She goes and interacts with her community. She actually has contact with every family in her community. She speaks to them face to face. And she's sharing her grief with them. And these people are sharing their grief back to her. And um, the Buddha created a Sangha Mm -hmm. in that story. It's not just a story of impermanence. It's a story of interconnectedness and the importance of of community um, in practice. And now, if we if we bring ourselves to our um, current contemporary circumstances in which we live in the twenty first century in Sydney, in a modern industrialised country with internet services and everything laid on, um, one of the one of the uh, themes. Uh, which is discussed about um, contemporary way of living in cultures like our own is how the sense of community is breaking down, and and the uh, the uh, at the while the the status and the importance of the individual is growing more and more. Now it's fine to be individuals and individual rights and human rights is a very important thing, but. Um, what is often described as a, as a kind of neo liberal um, uh, influence on the way we all live is that we're, our, our individuality is being emphasized so much to the neglect of community that we are we 're all more and more isolated and um, and while we live in a, a community where probably um, education is more universal than what it has before been before, and, and health services are better than what they all were before, and we can all live longer. Um, we're more unhappy, is what is, is researched, uh, found from research. Generally speaking, we're more all unhappy. And a lot of writers put that down to the fact. Um, that individualism goes so far that we lead, it leads to our lives being isolated. And not only can that trend impact on the culture at large, it's probably also worthwhile looking at how it impacts um, on Dharma practice as well. Um, and whether... You can see trends occurring, like with um, secular mindfulness, which has become very, very popular. But one of the things which is written about secular mindfulness, um, compared to more traditional Buddhist practices, both practicing mindfulness, um, but secular mindfulness has become a very individualistic pursuit. And people will go to courses, and think it's really good and take up meditation, and they do it on their own. And there's no ongoing structure for, the, uh, for them to practise in. It's just like the workshop's over and then off you go and do it. And then mindfulness apps have become very popular where you listen to an app, but if you're listening, if you're listening to an app, you're in your own little subjective world. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, that's been sold as so though, that's all you need to do, get, get the app and follow the app. But that's got nothing to do with being in a community or having a sense of connectedness with others or with the, with the connectedness of, um, of suffering in the world like the woman in the story um, experienced. You're in, you're in your own little um, meditation bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably good as a start um But if it stays there, you stay in your bubble. So you stay in a self-centered dream, which is perhaps a karma one. Mm-hmm. But it's still a self-centered dream. And um, it can impact on it can impact on um, the, the way people see practice and take up practice. And one of the things that that Thich Nhat Hahn says in one of his readings that we do. Um, If you want to make practice easy, practice with a sangha, practice with a group. Or the reverse of that, if you want to make it hard, just practice on your own all the time. Mm -hmm. And um, so, in essence, you know, the whole point of the practice is that we (laughs) drop out of this over-conceptualised, over-abstract thinking Um, experience we have about life and we drop into a more embodied experience and a more present experience and what comes with the territory of that um, if we, if we, we do it long enough is like I said during the meditation being present is connectedness it's all about connectedness if you if you had to sum up it in a word, it's about the intimacy of each moment and the intimacy with life as a whole and with people individually, and so on. Um, all the all the Zen teachings warn about um, just getting stuck a little bubble of equanimity, you know, which is which is just a little isolated um, samadhi, sub- subjective samadhi experience. All of the all of the great teachers have challenged their students when they've got into that um, quietism. Um, the real The real challenge of equanimity, you know, the real basis of equanimity, is where um, you're one with your circumstances. You're you're one with the moment, whatever it is, and you don't have a hankering after anything else because what is is, mm-hmm. and then it moves into something else, into something else. Um, that 's the true nature of equanimity and and with a, a deep sense of equanimity that 's not just a, a meditation bubble um, comes along with it this, um, this breaking down of the of isolation and separateness, and with that is, is a sense of connectedness and community like people coming together you know in this full room of the people sitting together um, we all support our practice. You know, it helps you coming along and it helps others that you come along. And so to be, to be able to encourage that community practice in a culture which is um, um, preaching individualism so much is it, a good thing that we come together and we do this together um, and find ways to, to do it together and support each other.